Today is What's Up Wednesday. It's a new segment we're starting on the podcast about what's going on in the pageant world. Today's news update is that the new Miss Grand International 2022 was crowned and she was Isabella Minin from Brazil. There has been a recent post of a new era of Miss Universe. The Miss Universe organization, as well as the Teen USA and Miss USA, has now been bought out by the JKN Global Group Public Limited. So they now own Miss Universe, Miss USA, and Miss Teen USA. Our sponsor of today's episode is Morgan Morgan Fitness. You can find her on Instagram at Morgan Morgan Bonafide or at www.morganmorganfitness.com. Before we start interview question of the day, remember, listen, pause, and answer for yourself. What is the impact you plan to leave on the organization after you give up your title? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Wendy Russo, the current Mrs. Classic Universe 2022 TCP. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to have you today, Wendy. I had actually been stalking your social media for a little while. You know how the pageant world is. And you just kept coming up and coming up. And I had talked to one of my other good friends at Kim Parrish. And she was like, here's another name that you should definitely check out. And it was you. And so I just want the listeners to hear a little bit more about you and kind of some of your side hobbies and pageant coaching. So if you want to give the listeners a little insight on what you do for jobs. Sure. I'm a television host on Shop HQ channel. I've been in the home shopping industry for 18 years, and I now currently specialize in jewelry. But in my career, I've sold really everything. I've sold thousands of products, everything from home to fashion to beauty, computers, um, kitchen gadgets. So you name it, I've sold it. So essentially, I learned how to sell anything in four minutes or less. And once I ventured into the pageant world in 2007, I competed at at Mrs. Minnesota America. That was my very first pageant. I did not win. I did not place. I had no idea what I was doing, and I didn't know there were pageant coaches. So that year, I realized, oh, my goodness, there is something um, a little more in-depth to pageants than I expected. I did judge the Miss Minnesota USA pageant, so I learned that you know, obviously community service is a big aspect of pageantry. And I had been mentoring with Big Brothers Big Sisters many years prior. So that was my platform, become an everyday hero, mentor a child. My platforms actually really evolved over the years. But the very following year, I competed again at Mrs. Minnesota America, and I won in 2008. And I had hired many different coaches along the way, because I didn't really have one coach who did everything. So now today, after I competed at Mrs. Minnesota United States, I won that pageant. I went on to Mrs. United States in 2010. I was first runner up there. Um, I was the oldest one in the top 10. I was 44 at the time. So I'm really adept in the Mrs. category since I've competed in, I'm going to say 10 or 12 different Mrs. pageants from Mrs. Galaxy, where I was second runner up, Ms. World, I was first runner up. Mrs. Premier World, I won. Mrs. United Nations, I won in Jamaica. 
Uh, I, obviously, I currently currently have the Mrs. Classic Universe title, but all of the systems that I've done have a different um, angle to them, a different type of a an image that they're looking for. There's obviously politics in every single pageant that you enter into. I was in Mrs. Earth, uh, Mrs. USA Earth in January, and I was second runner up there. So it's really helped me to recognize what it takes to win, what it takes to prepare for different systems since I've done so many different systems. Oh, I also did Globe. I forgot. So I was second runner up at um, Mrs. USA Globe. So along the way, I've learned a lot about different systems, and I've also kind of evolved in my own platform. So currently, I'm working with Dress for Success. I've been working with them for about eight years. I've been one of their top fundraisers. And I've also just signed on to be a mentor, a career coach at Breaking Free down in Minneapolis, which is where a lot of women who have been trafficked are going to be working on themselves, trying to launch their own careers, assessing who they are, and really taking new responsibility for their own lives since they've been really trafficked and don't know the basics even about just balancing a checkbook or very things that we take for granted. They've been very isolated and obviously traumatized, so I'm helping them to work through that. So that's something very rewarding. Um, but I think during my pageant journey, what I've loved the most is learning how to coach women of different levels, different abilities, different backgrounds, different stories, and learning about each and every woman along the way, because everyone has a very unique story. So where my career has taken me is to be an excellent storyteller, where I'm able to tell the story on a product. And what I'm doing in my coaching practice is I'm teaching women how to tell their story. So I'm telling them and teaching them by asking questions, who are you? You know, tell me about your story. And I accumulate all that information in our first session. And I'm basically helping to spit back to them what I'm hearing and what I think their story is. So I think I'm really good at listening and asking and probing so that women start to see what their story is. Because I think the challenge is to figure out who are you? What is your story? What should you focus on? What are the key things to mention in an interview? So I like that kind of, it's almost like a detective. I get to ask enough questions and probe. And plus, since I have a psychology background, I've been in group counseling myself over the years, and I've really learned by healing myself how to work with women who have gone through traumas or abuse or you know, just things that she doesn't always necessarily want to talk about. Sometimes we push that stuff to the back of our mind. But those traumas that we've gone through are very often the thing that separate us from everyone else. And that oftentimes is what's going to help her to win the pageant by having her purpose discovered and uncovered. So that's that's like the thing I love the most. I love taking someone I don't know, asking them tons of questions, finding out who they are. I always listen with complete compassion that, you know, I really understand that every woman has been through something. And it's important that I want to push her to be her very best, but I also want to meet her where she is. And I try to do that fine dance of figuring out how much can she take on right now to improve, to do well at her pageant and how much is going to be, you know, there's a struggle, right? To, to push yourself further than you've done before and to be brave enough and courageous enough to accept what your story is and communicate that in an interview environment. 
So that's what I love about mentoring. And I love it about uh, coaching because I love seeing a woman go from, well, let's just say she evolves. She evolves from um, the chrysalis and she moves into the butterfly phase to succeed in pageantry, maybe when she's never, ever done a pageant in her life. So I like taking someone who's like a raw, it's like a gemstone, right? I'm a, I'm a certified um, <laughs> diamond grader, a colored stone grader. So I look at things as a gemstone. We have many facets to our personality. And once we polish those and we get to know what are the best ways to show off our beauty, we're all gemstones that that's how we can shine on stage. So I believe that new competitors can compete against serious competitors who've been competing for many years, but she's going to have to take her process seriously and work hard because it's, I think pageants are a little harder than you think. Sometimes people just assume you just walk across the stage, put your hand on your hip and you're ready to go. And there's so much more into that, right? There's so much more to it. I absolutely agree with all of that. There is way more to it than people really acknowledge or understand. One of the big things that had come into the light this past uh, week was Barstool Sports, which is, it's big in the college world where it's like they have all these different podcasting things. And one of their groups, Twisted History, released a history behind pageantry. And it was the Twisted History. And they had a woman come on and speak that had competed in one pageant in the 80s. She hadn't competed since. She only knew that one pageant from the 80s, and it was Miss Oklahoma USA is the pageant she competed in. And they asked her, did you place? And she said, oh, I think I was top 10. And when you do pageants, you know if you were top 10 or not. Girl, I remember every pageant and everything. Uh-uh, nope. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, listen to this podcast, hear it out. And with that, I she talked about the big thing was coaches. And she talked about, yeah, all these girls had all these coaches and they knew what to do. I just didn't know what I was supposed to do. I just kind of did my thing. And I, I just kind of giggled for a moment. And I was just like, you know, like going into the pageant world, if you're very new, you don't, you, know, you don't have all the tools in your toolbox that you're expected or needed to have. And like you said, you can put a brand new gemstone of a girl next to someone who has been, you know, trucking through pageants since she was five years old. But with being that coach aspect, what would you say, you know, is it better to have multiple coaches or is it better to stick with one person? Well, that's a very interesting concept. Um, I will say this. I do. I work with women on all areas of preparation. Um, I feel like my bigger successes with girls who are, let's just say, in another state, okay, and we can only work over Zoom, the best success is when I get to see everything she's doing before she's doing it. Like, I need to see the wardrobe first. Let's agree on that. I give her my reasoning, you know, well, here's why I don't love this gown. Um, I'm, I'm big on history of pageants. So in other words, every pageant has a flavor. So for example, I won Mrs. Royalty International. The stage is, I know, dark. It's black and purple. What looks good on that stage from what my research was white, light colors, lavender, um, the, the reds, clashed with the purples. And so therefore I chose a white gown on that stage. 
Um, my fun fashion that I chose, I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, it was royal blue, which I think played into the purple well. So I look at all these things. So I feel like my clients have the best success when I do somewhat micromanage the decisions where she runs it through me before she purchases. Because buying your wardrobe is not just, oh my gosh, I love this gown. It's gorgeous. Getting the right wardrobe is a lot. First of all, it's your body type. It's your height. It's the color of the stage. It's the history of the pageant. It's the pageant system. Right now, side um, side slits are popular in USA. Fully beaded is popular in USA. Um, having a little bit of a train is po- is popular. Side trains are getting hot right now. A little bit of feather hasn't hurt anybody lately. So there's like little things. But if you're just randomly rando out there buying stuff, you're probably spending money frivolously on things that may or may not win, probably not win. It's just too much of a risk. So I'm big on minimizing my client's risk. And that means even if she works with a coach where she is on walk, I need to see it. Why? Because I am detailed. I also think there's a lot of puppy mill pageant coaches where they they literally have like coached everybody on the stage. I think that's very dangerous because number one, um, just because, and I won't say the people, they always are coaching the USA girls in your stage. It doesn't mean that you should be just working with them because I do feel like when a coach has 90 horses in the race, they're probably not going to push the underdog too far because she's already got some good horses in the race, so she doesn't need to push you too far. But if you're her only horse in the race, she's going to push you harder, I am, because I want to make sure you succeed. So for example, I had a girl who was literally brand new to pageants who was doing Colorado USA. Now I know what it takes to win a USA pageant. I coach the current Miss Minnesota USA um, former Miss New York, USA, former Miss Connecticut. I mean, I know what it takes. And usually these girls have years and years of pageant experience. So we did a crash course literally because she was competing in five weeks. Oh yeah, girl, five weeks. I'm talking, I picked out every aspect of her wardrobe. I, I, worked on her walk over the zoom. I helped her with the paperwork coming up with the platform. I mean, literally all of it. She made top 15, which is astounding. And she's not the tallest gal on the planet, but literally I knew what it took. And I'm like, okay, we've got to, we have to jump in. We got to dive into the deep end because this is, (laughs) if we're going to be somewhat successful, we really need to take this seriously, you know, and I've done that even with um, national American miss. I have another, gal in California, literally no experience, zero. That's another system that you learn over time. And there's a formula to winning. And the girls you're competing with in California are very astute at pageants, have been doing this system for years and years and years and years and have coaches. So we did the the crash course. She had five weeks, another one, five, six weeks. And she was top five, top five. So I really push to try to help you succeed as much as we can in the time that we have. And I'm, 
you know, I really want to make sure that everything is right. That means the walk, we got to work on the walk. We've got to work on the paperwork. I need to work on your interview, like all aspects, because if I've seen it all, I think you're at the best we can do in this time. Right. But if I feel like I've dropped off on that, I'm totally relying on another coach to do something. And then I see it later. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have looked at that. I'm just really, really detailed. And I know how much money pageants are because I've spent it. I don't want to think about how much I've spent, but enough money that you spending your money doesn't mean nothing to me. It means a lot to me. And I want to make sure that you are branded by me in terms of being the absolute best you can be. Absolutely. And with bringing up specific pageants, say you have a contestant that is competing in a system that sometimes people may not agree with or think it may be some type of culty type of pageant. Do you sway them away from specific systems if you're like, girl, I do not think this is for you? Or do you just kind of help them as best as you can? I, I'm very honest with my clients. And usually the girls who are attracted to working with me want the honesty. And if they don't want the honesty, um, they usually don't do well in pageants in general anyway. I mean, I've seen, I've had women that started working with me and then they didn't want to hear that they should really cut their hair because they're over 50 and their hair is down past their waist. And that's not a great look, right? Whether you're doing a pageant or not, I don't think it's a great look, but whatever, you're doing a pageant. So I'm going to tell you what it takes to win the pageant. So there are people who can't, who don't want to hear it, who they don't want to deal with that. Well, I, I follow the journey because I'm curious. All right. Is she going to do well? I, I'm going to just say she never does well. <laughs> it doesn't happen. And so I think that in order to be successful in pageants, you have to be willing to have an outside opinion, give you thoughts. And I have had girls do, let's just say USA, who I didn't really think should have been there to begin with. And I've recommended they do another system. And then the USA director would even tell them, oh, well, you should work with a different coach then. So very dis a disservice to them. The girl does it again, doesn't place again. Different coach didn't matter. It's not her system, period, end of subject. So if you don't want to listen, then, you know, unfortunately you're going to get results you don't always like. I think it's important to listen and I'm very honest. So if I have a client or, or if someone came to me and they already entered the pageant, and they've already paid, I'm going to work with them the best I can. But if they haven't paid yet and they're asking me my opinion, I am going to tell them my opinion. Because, because even if it's a system that I didn't like or that I thought was culty or something else, maybe it would be good for her. I mean, I have girls that I wouldn't do that system again if you paid me, but you know what? I think you can win. So if I really think you can win it, regardless of whether or not it's, it was for me. I'm going to tell, I'm going to help her win. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I absolutely appreciate the honesty because there are some coaches that will just throw you into a pageant and then you just get eaten alive because it was not your cup of tea. I will never, ever, ever, ever do that ever, ever, ever. And I never have, and I won't. And I refuse to, but I have a, I have a certain level of integrity where I actually have a job, so I don't need 
this job of coaching. I do this job of coaching because I like it. I think some people, it is their job and they need to keep clients going. So they'll tell them what they want to hear and they'll keep the, you know, for me, I just look at it as if the coach has 90 people on the stage and they get a winner, well, what are the odds they would have a winner? Whereas I'll send two people to National American Miss and I'll have a national title holder and I'll have a top five or a top 10. So my odds from working with someone are so high because they're the only person I'm focused on, right? So, I mean, even Petite USA, it's a really up and coming system right now. I had a lot of women in elite, but a lot of them dropped off, like didn't commit, didn't fulfill their preparation. So I didn't look at them as in the running because they weren't doing the work. So there was only a handful who were really staying on top and doing it. And um, I had a top five and I thought I saw the winner. She looked beautiful and she had a, a disability, which was really admirable that she had worked through this, but she looked good. So I was like, all right, go, go girl. She did it. She deserved to win. Um, my other client was the missus and I knew she would win. Why did I know she would win? Because she worked the hardest out of all my clients. I know who's going to win, not because I'm coaching her differently or who is, has a, who I picked a better gown for or who I did more for, but I can already tell you from her work ethic from day one and how many times she tagged me in videos of her walking, practicing in a studio, sending me videos of her walking, me giving her feedback. She does the changes. She wasn't ever taking things personally or feeling defeated. She kept going. And I said, I think this girl's going to win. So the, your attitude when you compete is crucial. Are you coachable? Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to work hard? Are you going to go the extra mile? And are you going to do what I've recommended? Absolutely. And from all these different coaches that you've been able to work with and being a coach yourself, what is a good piece of advice you'd give to someone that is starting out fresh and brand new to the pageant world? Um, okay. So go, first of all, make sure you're choosing the right system for you. How do you know it's the right system? They, everyone says, do your research. But I mean, honestly, that is the key. Are you kind of looking similar to the winners of, of the past? Are you about the same age? I mean, listen, there's always the outliers, right? Like I was one of the oldest Mrs. Minnesota's at 41, but other states have had winners at 65 or 55. But you have to look at your state. How competitive is your state? I'm not going to see an overweight Texas title holder any day soon for, for Mrs. America. I'm not going to see someone who isn't experienced winning it in Texas. That's a, that's a tough state. That's a state that requires coaching. Are you going to be maybe in Maine and win and not have any experience? Maybe. Yeah, there's not that many people there. Look at your state. Your state kind of indicates and the system you're in, like how popular is it? How serious is this competition? If you only have like three people in, now I have had clients who are like, there's only three people in it. I'm like, girl, do not sit back on your laurels because there's three people in it and think you can win this without the work. Do the work and then win because then you're going to nationals anyway and you're going to get the floor wiped with you if you don't, you know, prepare, right? So I look at it as when you're preparing for your state, you're not just preparing for your state, you're getting ready for nationals. Because usually it's only a few weeks away or a month away or a month and a half. You got to get ready. So 
Don't ever rest on your laurels. However, do your research and make sure that you're in line with what this system generally wants. I'm someone who really researches and I try to make sure, and listen, I've made my mistakes. I'm like, I should never have done that system. They do not want an older title holder, period, end of subject. Don't want it. Or, you know, never should have entered this system because their current USA title holder already has favoritism, has already gotten to know the judges outside of me. Um, the director likes them, like all these political things that you don't realize. You need to be well aware of the political climate. And I don't mean Republican and Democrat. That has nothing to do with it. I mean, you need to know what you're d diving into, how political this pageant is. For example, Mrs. USA Earth does have a percentage that is a, um, a score that the staff gives. You need to know that. You need to know there's a, a percentage score and there's a 10% score for social media. That's a big swing. That's 20% of your score that can really sway you one way or another. And that you won't know until you've won your state pageant, by the way. So I'm just giving everybody a heads up. It's important. These are important little things. So just make sure you talk to previous title holders, look at ages, look at heights, look at weights, look at body types, all of those things so that you make sure this is a system for you. Some systems are all about diversity. Know what system you're going into. Are you diverse? Make sure that your state, your system, your whatever your, fits your demographic so that it works for you. I just hate having people waste money. Absolutely. And one of uh, my good friends, Lisa Opie, who owns uh, Beauty by Lady Code or the Lady Code shop, she used to compete in Virginia and she is ethnic. And so she was, she had talked to the director at the time and she had competed and competed and competed and she would make the top 15 or make the top 10, but she could never win. And they finally just pulled her aside and were like, Lisa, you are too ethnic for the state of Virginia. You need to move. And so she ultimately, you know, that was in the United States system back in probably like 2015, 2016. And so she was like, okay, like, I understand. Thank you for at least letting me know and being honest that I, you know, don't continue to not waste money, but just not invest in the system that there's no chance for me. And so I wish more systems would be a little bit more open and honest. I know they can never say like, oh, this year we want to crown an African-American girl or an indigenous girl. Like you can't say that because then people are like, well, that's racist. You can't just, you know, claim what you want. And going with that social media portion, that is becoming a more, you know, acknowledged thing in different systems, especially high school America system. They look at your social media. It matters because they want a title holder that is very, very, very visible throughout her entire year. So I like that you brought up that point because not a lot of people understand the power of social media in today's time, because that's how people are finding you. I find random pageants every other day. Like I found your social media and then the pageant you just competed in, which I didn't even, I had not heard of yet. And so I was like, wow, this is a great time to hear about the system as well as get to know you a little better. And so the power of social media really can help with things and change and show people many different sides of pageantry that they would have never even got to seen before if they just didn't use social media. But on the back side of that, I want you to give the listeners a little bit more info on what your system is that you just competed in before we let you go for today. Mrs. Universe TCP is owned by Sabrina Pinion. And this is a system that's been around for, oh my goodness, I'm going to say six years is my guess. I'm not quite sure, but Susie Boots is a previous title holder. 
Um, there's this year we have, you know, the, uh, the pretty heavy hitter lineup, I think with, uh, Heidi as your Heidi Shear is your Mrs. Universe. I'm your Mrs. Classic Universe. Lindsay Berman, who was top six at Mrs. or Miss for America. She is the Ms. title holder. And then we have a Ms. Classic title holder as well, who has had titles over the years. So it is a system that's really based on having a presentation versus an interview. So we had a five-minute presentation presenting our story of what our platform is, why it's that, what do we do in our community? And Sabrina also has a pledge campaign, which is to help promote safe relationships. And she does a lot of talking and speaking about domestic violence. And so, you know, I'm partnered with mentoring and that's been my platform for many years. But what people didn't know about me is that I had been in an abusive marriage previously to the one that I'm in now. That was something that I didn't really feel comfortable sharing for a long time. And I, I just really didn't want to dredge up the past. I'm kind of someone who likes to move forward and not bring those things up. But when people heard my story in this presentation, which by the way, everyone is invited to it. So you, it's not a private interview. This is like every delegate is there in the room Everyone is listening to everyone's story. And I had people come up to me and said, you have to share your story. So what people don't realize is that I was in an extremely abusive marriage and I didn't know how to get out. And I felt stuck because I didn't have the career that I have today. So financially, I felt stuck in that relationship. And it was very challenging for me to break out of that. Luckily, I did go to group counseling and my therapist at the time had said, you know, if there's any job you could do, what would you do? And I said, I would shop. That's like what I'm good at. And she said, okay, well, you could be a personal shopper. And we worked on my faith and having more faith in what could happen in my life instead of me feeling like I have to have all the answers today. She taught me about having faith and being faith. So she did a dinner called the dark side dinner, which is a side of ourselves we don't want to accept. And so if there's a part of yourself you don't want to look at, that's the side that you need to look at because you need to meld the light and the darkness in your life into one in order for you to be a whole healed entity. And so she worked on that with me. But when I was heading up the steps to actually get married to my new husband at the time, I got a call from an agent who wanted me to be a host on a home shopping network. So somehow God had brought me the job without me even looking for it or knowing how to find it. He literally landed it in my lap the day I was getting married. So that changed the trajectory of my life. And it was all about me having faith. So my faith led me to Minnesota, where I've been a, the TV host for 18 years, and has also led me to the other jobs that I currently have. I also do benefit auctioneering, and I help raise money for various charities. And if I did not allow myself to walk in faith, and I felt that I had to have the answers for everything, my, my, my life would look much different. So I want to encourage anyone out there who doesn't know what they're supposed to do or where they're supposed to go, or what kind of career they should have to start 
walking in faith and having those moments of prayer and also being gentle and soft with yourself that you don't have to have all the answers for yourself. I think COVID taught us all that there are things out of our control that we cannot control, right? That we can't make different. And so we had to learn acceptance and also adaptation. So I encourage you to adapt to your environment and to what's happening around you and to have faith that you have the skill set, you have the abilities that can take you there, whether it's in a different pageant system, whether it's in your career or relationship. So throughout my year, I want to inspire more women to recognize that they have gifts inside of them that are untapped and that require courage and that require looking into through faith and having that faith. So that's the system itself is swimsuit, evening gown, and a five-minute presentation. There are three judges. I have three female judges who are highly experienced in pageants. Um, what I'm seeing as a trend these days is the best story wins. But what I saw in this system was you need the total package. Sabrina is very concerned about people having and being the total package. So one of your scores cannot sway the other two scores. You need to be in each individual area of competition, need to be equally strong. I think we've all done pageants where we're like, I don't know how this person won because they weren't in shape and it was a swimsuit competition or, you know, there's always something that you feel like seemed a little off. What's nice is I felt that her, her personal integrity really floated through to what she told her judges she wanted. So, and, and there's also a potential for having a teen and a miss division. So ladies, if you're a teen or a miss, she wants to have those two categories. If she has at least six people in each division, she will be holding a pageant in Georgia next year for a miss and a, um, and a teen. So I encourage you And the crown is gorgeous. It is a circle, like a, a bucket crown. It is the most intricate crown I think I have ever seen in my lifetime. It looks like lace all the way around. Stunning, stunning. And I also liked, I didn't feel this awful competition when I was there. Usually in pageants, I can tell if girls are like purposely not talking to me, purpose leaving me out, purposefully you know, I've been told by roommates, oh, they're talking about you in the other room. So I've had all of those experiences that were quite negative and, you know, you, you can feel the vibe. This pageant, I really felt that because we all heard each other's personal stories, it brought us closer together and also created a, an environment of compassion where we all had a lot of compassion for one another because it wasn't just well, she's gorgeous and she's probably going to win because she's a coach and this and that. You get to hear everything that I am, that my struggles that I went through, my suicide attempts that I had, all of those things that nobody saw and I don't reveal on social media 24 hours a day. I'm not an advertiser of my hardships. So I think it totally changed our ability to see one another, like to truly see each girl. Because, you know, oftentimes the interview room is very mysterious. We don't get to hear what's going on. We don't get to see. We're like, we just don't know. What, what did she do? How did she win? Now it's so transparent. You heard her story. You saw her on stage. She, everyone who won, you saw it. It's like there's no secrets. There's no mystery. So if you're looking for a system that is mysteriously not mysterious, <laughs> This is definitely a great system for you. 
and it's in Georgia. And I love that it was all inclusive, no extra fees. You know, that really is annoying when you get to a pageant and they start asking you for more money for this, that, and the other thing. And then the room is this much. And then the, I mean, it can go on and on girls. So just know that it's, again, you, it's your one-time fee and then everything's inclusive, your hotels, your food, etc., which is really nice. So I really enjoyed that about it. Um, but I highly recommend that everyone look into it. Sabrina Pinion is the director. It's also, there's a first runner up, which is the transcontinental title. So you have the universe and then you have the transcontinental. Those are the first runner up girls. So guess what? There's two chances to win for everybody, two chances to win. And then she also gives a, a special crown and banner to a girl who has an amazing story. So it is for a woman who makes a big impact and it's the, oh gosh, what the impact award. It's something like, it's based on Sabrina's sister who apparently has really been through the mill. So she created this for one woman and the woman who won it, get this, she has 11 children. Six of them were adopted internationally and they all have special needs. Girl, I don't know how she does it, but she deserved and also that's a story you're like, it's not like a, how do I beat her story? But l you can't beat that story. Like, oh my Girl, I was sitting next to her on the bus and she told me the story and she's in my age division. I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> wow. That is, that's when you don't come across every day for sure. <laughs> I mean, you have to be so selfless to first of all, adopt a child to begin with, but then to adopt children with special needs. And then the number of children that she had, I mean, that is astounding. So anyway, she won that award very right, rightfully so. And I, I loved that. So ladies, what I do recommend you do is ask previous title holders, look at history again, you know, a lot of times if you do a pageant, if there's a current blonde as a winner, chances are it's not going to be a current blonde the next year. Okay. Unless you're in a completely transparent system like Sabrina's where they're truly judging only on what is in front of them and not based on a look or a fairness quota. If you are entering into that kind of system, you can feel confident that if you're the best person, you're going to win. And that's what Sabrina really emphasizes that she does, but I can't say that for other systems. So I just don't think that, a, I think directors want to have as many people as possible on the stage. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. For the most part, you're going to enter because they need their stage filled up. You are paying for their stage. You are paying for the hotel rooms. You are paying for all this. So they're not going to say you're going to win. You're exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And politically, you don't know what's going to happen. So ladies, just do your research. I know we can't, listen, we can't win them all. I'm a coach. I can't win them all. There's a, someone's story may trump mine. Um, I might have judges that are very much, they want the underdog to win, period, end of subject. There may be people who hate that I'm too perfect on stage. Uh, at Mrs. USA Earth, one of the judges had said in her little aftermath that I was too perfect. Okay. So yes, girl, that happens. So you just can't control it. Just do your best to research so you have the best odds you can. And, and you know what? More than anything, keep going. Don't ever let someone discourage you from winning a pageant. 
Don't let people shame you into feeling like, why are you still doing this? You haven't won one yet. Or why are you still doing this at your age? Or you've already won one. Why do you want to do another? You know what? Let your own inner compass guide you. I always feel like, you know, God has a, if he's telling you, you should, you want to do something, you know, he's supporting that, right? The door could shut. Maybe it wasn't your year. He wanted someone else to win. That's fine. We learn something with every pageant. So ladies, just stay confident in who you are, continue exploring who you are and learn to be the best package you can be so that one day when you're on stage, it's undeniable that you're the winner. I 100% agree with all of that. That was so amazingly said and very true and honest. And I appreciate your honesty as well as I want to say thank you for sharing your story, especially I know the people at Universe were probably blown away with where you were then and where you are now. And I can just tell that you're a very poised woman. And I'm so honored to get to know you today and hear more about you and what you're doing. But we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final questions. So in what way has pageants positively impacted you? Pageants have really forced me to continue moving forward in the light of defeat. And it's so easy to give up. Life, it's so easy at any point for you to just say, oh, forget it. And if I did that from my very first pageant in 2007, I would not have won all of the titles that I've won. I would not have met all the hundreds of incredible women that I've met over time. I would not be a leader in the pageant community, helping to inspire women of all ages. I would not have helped women to start charities of their own, like American Hero Wishes, or support women's dreams of having their own business. I've had clients that have gone on to now have very good careers on QVC, on Shop HQ Channel, on uh, in acting and modeling. Former, former title holders who I have nurtured and helped inspire their confidence to pursue their goals. And I don't think I would have a legacy behind me that I have today of women whose lives I've touched and supported through all of their hardships and, and self-doubts. Because I want to be a woman that continues to inspire confidence, but also to inspire greatness because we have to be willing to embrace our own greatness. And sometimes that's hard because it's hard for us to realize we are worthy. So I'm just here to say that doing pageants will help you to believe your worth, to help you continue to hone your craft of confidence and skills on stage and just emitting leadership because this is what it's about, ladies. It is about leadership. Show leadership in one area of your life and you'll show leadership in other areas of your life. Keep going and don't get defeated. Oh my goodness. I'm over here just in awe. I'm just taking it all in. That is just so amazing. And I want to say thank you so much, Wendy, today for sitting down and chatting with me and having the listeners hear more about everything that you do. And I think that they're going to take a lot of good golden nuggets away from this conversation that we're having because you've hit a lot of different areas of pageantry that... And I know personally, I've learned a lot from this conversation of I've never thought about the color of your dress on the background. I've always, like you said, it's been, oh, this is the perfect dress for me. But is it the perfect dress for that staging? That's something that I had never really even thought about. And so you've definitely taught me some new things from our you know, 45-minute conversation that 
I hadn't learned ever from any pageant coach that I've ever worked with. So that's just kind of shocking that I'm like, wow, like there's always still new things to learn, even as you're aging up or you feel like, you know, a good bit of knowledge. I just learned something brand new. So thank you, Wendy, absolutely for teaching me more from this conversation. You're welcome. Oh, yes. There's always things to learn. It's all about strategy. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. (laughs) 